Hiya, Keith. Hi, Jeff. All right. So if you pay attention to the state budget uh, or if you read a lot of Connecticut news, you might hear or have heard or seen the phrase or the words bond lock. What's the bond lock? I love talking about bond lock. There are so many images that people say, well, what the heck is this stuff? I, we were joking, and I said, I think it sounds like the protective coating that they should sell with a new card. No, bond lock is actually an attempt to force the state to be more disciplined with its finances. With its borrowing specifically. Right. What we're doing is we're actually using the people who loan us money to help us be more disciplined. I think the best way to understand bond lock, take a quick step back in history. People will remember since 1992, we've had a constitutional spending cap. And ever since we've had it, people have said, we just don't follow it. There were too many loopholes. There was always a way around it. It was a big source of frustration, particularly for the Republican Party. So then in 2017, when Connecticut had this marathon budget fight and neither party could muster enough votes to pass a budget. It went on for nine months. Finally, both sides had to cooperate. One of the Republicans' conditions were, all right, we're going to rewrite all these new capping systems, a way to cap spending, a way to cap borrowing, a way to force the state to save more. And there'll also be something called bond lock. And what that means is whenever we go to Wall Street, to sell bonds because we want to raise money to help build schools, repair um, state buildings. We sell these bonds. We actually write in something called the bond covenant. It's a contract, a binding contract between the mm -hmm. state and its investors. Conditions like here's how much interest we're going to pay if you buy our bonds. We can make other promises in them. We've done that before. And the bond lock is a promise. Right. And we actually say... If you buy our bonds, the state of Connecticut promises we're going to follow all of these new spending controls, which we'll talk about in a minute, for the next 10 years. We won't tamper with them. Okay. And, and we sold those bonds in June. Tell me then what bond lock actually promises. Sure. And, and that's a question that a lot of people at the Capitol didn't start asking until just about time to actually lock ourselves in. One of the things we're promising to follow is a new spending cap. And this spending cap, unlike the other one, is not very rigid. There aren't a lot of loopholes. For example, we used to not count spending tied to our big debt costs, which is the ballooning part of the budget. We slowly pull mm. those spending costs in under the cap. So if you find out three or five years from now that those spending costs are eating up the whole budget, and times are good and you might want to spend more, sorry, you can't unless you're going to violate a contract with your investors. Quickly, we have a new limit on borrowing that could make it harder to, uh, for example, expand how much borrowing we do. If we decide we need to build a lot more schools in Connecticut than we currently are, we need to build them faster. We need to do more at our public colleges and universities in terms of new dormitories and the like. It's going to be harder there. We have things called a volatility and a revenue cap, and without getting into all the workings of them, they're designed to force the state to save more. So if we have a year when the income tax receipts are just pouring in, the economy's good, the money's coming in, we can't necessarily spend it. We've got to sit on that money. Even if you have a problem, like some municipalities that are on the verge of bankruptcy and you want to spend that money to bail them out, just before we bond-locked ourselves in, if I can use that verb, 
At the last minute, the legislature thought about it and said, what are we really doing? They didn't cancel it, but they scaled it back. So instead of this 10-year bond lock at the last minute, we pulled it back to five years. But it's still a five-year experiment where we're forced now to live with these restrictions. And the restrictions, bond lock refers to the to the compendium of restrictions. It's Correct. It's not, okay. It's, not. It's, it's bond lock actually refers to the way we have written these restrictions into stone. They are now bond locked in for the next five years. We have promised our bond investors in contract, we will not alter these, we will not repeal them in statute. So even if the legislature wanted to vote these restrictions out tomorrow, they could not. Can you break your promise? Well, if you break your promise and your investors don't like it, you can wind up in court. And even if you think you've got good legal advice that you can win, what you're doing is you're destroying your reputation on Wall Street. And you can either pay me now or pay me later because as your bond rating worsens, you'll pay more in interest. If this was an effort to help constrain state spending, do you think that the legislators who supported it were fully aware of the downstream consequences that we've talked about? I think yes and no. To a certain extent, what legislators were trying to do is they were trying to stop future legislatures that don't want to live with these spending restraints from repealing them. So how can we stop them from doing that? I know. We'll bake it into the bonds. Right. One way before we start baking would have been to try to amend the state constitution. That is a very lengthy process. It can take up to four or five years, depending on how the legislature votes on it, and then you don't know if the voters are going to ratify it. It's a long period of time. So what the legislature did this spring was they said, okay, this summer, we usually go out to sell some bonds during the summer, we're going to promise in the bond covenant, in the pledge that we make to our investors, not only the normal conditions you'd expect to see, here's how much interest you'll get if you sell us, if you buy our bonds, here's how we'll repay it, but also here's how we're going to run state government for the next five years. And we pledge in this contract, we will not alter, tamper with, or repeal all these new spending controls. And did those promises make those bonds more attractive and therefore more profitable for the state? I don't know that it necessarily made them more or less appealing because the state of Connecticut still has a lot of other fiscal challenges. But what it does now is it has left the General Assembly with no place to go other than to live with it. It's kind of like signing up and committing yourself to go to weight loss camp before you've ever thought what it means and there's no way to get your money back. You're in. We've signed up now for weight loss camp and there's no way out of it. Budget weight loss. Pretty much. As a reporter for the Connecticut Mirror, Keith Faniff makes it his mission to figure out the state budget so the rest of us don't have to. Keep up the good work, Keith. Thanks.